This is Carte Blanche, the podcast. One story every day that matters. Delve into the issues that impact you, whether you're in need of a better understanding of the world around you or simply seeking inspiration or unique perspectives. You'll find it all here. In late June, KwaZulu-Natal was battered by heavy rainfall, leaving several people dead. A tornado also made landfall, destroying everything in its path. These extreme weather events have become a common occurrence, leaving families and property at the mercy of the elements. In the Western Cape, Erin Bates visited the town of Citrusdal after days of flooding left farmers and the seasonal workers with almost nothing left to save. It's the middle of June. Cold fronts grip the Western Cape, one after the other. The heavens open, battering the region. In the Olifants River Valley, at the foot of the majestic Cedarburg, Five days of rain pelt the town of Citrusdal. Farmers brace themselves after word reaches them from up in the valley. I've seen elephants in places I have never seen it flow in my lifetime. So yes, there at the town, a problem is coming. All too soon, the ever-steady Olifants River becomes a raging torrent. A relentless, unstoppable, driving force wiping out everything in its path. The main access road washes away. Nearby, Clan William Dam soon reaches capacity. The sluice gates are opened, claiming construction offices, ripping away their makeshift foundations. And it's growing all the time. It's getting stronger all the time. The flood continues undeterred. Water levels keep rising. The town is cut off. The SANDF flies in ESCOM technicians to restore power. Rainfall in June is a given. But this is something else. I'm the fourth generation. At this stage, I'm under my mother, who is the owner of the farm. Orange farmer Aubrey van Sale was one of those bracing for trouble down in the valley. As the river rises, his anxiety increases. Reports came through that this is the highest they've ever seen the river. People who are up to 50, 60 years old and grew up their whole life in Citrustal, this immediately told us, here comes trouble. If those types of men tell you that it's the highest they've ever seen it in their lives, then yes, it's a lot of water. They were right. 
His entire life savings has been invested in 28 hectares of newly planted orchards, an estimated 10 million rand, obliterated by the river's mighty current. In the face of the overflowing river, Abri is helpless. I physically stood on the embankment to stop the water. At that time, I was standing in the orchard and saw how the water was coming over the embankment. That was for me the hardest moment to see and to know that you've done what you can. But Mother Nature has decided. It destroys a man's dreams and sets a person back a good few years. What no one here forgets is that only five years ago, farmers were fighting over scarce water allocations from the river, amid the most severe drought in living memory in the Western Cape. Further down the valley, the flood reaches the informal settlement Riverview. Anele Njameni is a seasonal farm worker. He was forced to flee to safety when the rains came. I woke up, the water is coming inside the house and outside the house, and the house is moving along with the river, you see. Then it started backing myself. With no shelter, he seeks refuge in the community hall with several hundred others. Places like Riverview have been flattened by the flood and the Cedarburg municipality is taking steps to have Citrustal and nearby floodhead areas declared a disaster. This would release much needed relief funds from government. A no work, no pay policy means seasonal farm workers like Anele are desperate to get back to the orchards. Includes without something coming in as income. So it's been bad, it's really bad, you see. And then now, the employers, people who give us work, they, they also have lost stuff because um, the trees, everything is destroyed, you see. That low-lying bridge, which is privately owned, is being used as an interim measure. It had to be reinforced for trucks laden with produce. Trucks have to get in and out. It's harvest time, and they're behind. Local resident Rian Karstens steps in to coordinate the safe crossing of trucks in and out of the area over the low-lying bridge. Are we going to be able to drive over this? Is this safe? Um, this should be fine. It's only when the water goes over the cement blocks, uh, then we cannot cross and we close the bridge. Here we go. Easy as that. We've gone through this a couple of times where, you know, there's a flood coming and everyone's kind of prepared for it. It was only when it started happening that people realized, you know what, this is a lot worse than we've ever had before. So then typically people start panic buying. Now keep in mind we have seasonal workers. These people don't have massive cash reserves. They buy food for this week coming. They don't have a lot of food stores. So they really in, in, in a bind. And what we also had on top of that, gas started running out. Floods last cut off the town in 1984, but locals say this time around is way worse and engineers are working around the clock to rebuild the main access road. 
The disaster has triggered local memories of previous floods. Johan Berger is a truck driver who's lived in Citrustal almost his entire life. When he was a young man, the access road washed away as well. Even in 1984, the road washed away, but this year's flood was much worse. It's the first time I've seen it like that as long as I've lived in the valley. At that time, the farmers and I also helped, and we helped the most needy people. They had a rowing boat that they fastened with ropes. In these floods, updated methods, but the same terror. Now, as extreme weather events become more frequent, more intense, the climate change crisis hits the most vulnerable first. And while there have always been periodic floods here, could the severity of this one point to yet more evidence of a looming climate change crisis? The total cost is yet to be determined, but authorities fear it's staggering and could cost the Western Cape a billion rand. Appeals are growing for the authorities to act urgently to mitigate people's ever-growing risks to the ravages of climate change. Until then, communities like Citrusdal must rally to help each other. We as a community need to pull together. Government resources can help you so far, but in the end it's a community that's got to help itself. For Aubrey, giving up is not an option. We are strong. I think there's a long road ahead. But one makes a plan. We must have faith that we will overcome, look to the future, and make the best of a bad situation. We end today's story on a positive note. Despite the heavy flooding in Citrus Dull, Summer Citrus of South Africa, a group representing almost 300 citrus growers across the country, confirmed that the citrus exports from the flood-stricken area will continue as normal. With the majority of growers located in Citrus Dull, this comes as a huge relief to the farmers, community and the industry as a whole. That's another episode of Carte Blanche, the podcast, done and dusted. Remember to follow and subscribe to our show on Spotify and all other major podcasting platforms. Have something to say? Join the conversation using hashtag Carte Blanche on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. <laughs>